That's what happens, Ryan Aber, when you're trying to do too many things at one time. Our OU insider is Ryan Aber from the Daily Oklahoma, and he doesn't make that mistake very often. However, to what I said, the OU women are playing some really good basketball right now, aren't they? Yeah, they really are. And, and that win last night, not only good just on the surface, beating uh, the number 21 team in the country and solidifying their place at the top of the Big 12, but also the way that they did it, to have Skylar Van be on the bench with foul trouble for uh, most of the second and third quarters and still be able to pull away in those moments. I don't think that's something that they would have been able to do even earlier in this winning streak. You know, a couple weeks ago they weren't shooting really well, even though they were winning. And they've uh, seemed to have turned a corner offensively, and I think that showed last night with uh, what people like uh, Kirsten Johnson and Peyton Verholst were able to do, and then Skylar Van at the end when they really needed her uh, was able to take over. You know, I, I saw something that said they really think uh, Coach Bronchek has kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say gotten control, but kind of focused all the energy in the right place. What would you think about her coaching job this year so far? Oh, it's been fantastic, and there's uh, you know little room to think otherwise. This is a team that lost to Southern in, in late December, and you wondered were things just going to completely go off the rails. They, they had lost uh, five of six. Uh, you know, Southern not a, a good team in the, the SWAC, much less uh, playing a, a Big 12 opponent in uh, Norman. But I think that that experience of going through what they did in December, really the totality of December, helped galvanize this team and uh, focus them in a way that they weren't otherwise uh, going to be focused. And We've seen the results of that with them, uh, you know, going uh, twelve and one here mm-hmm. uh, to start the Big Twelve and uh, being in a really good position to to win the regular season uh, conference title. Yeah, and that last night really helped because there was a couple. I think it was Kansas State who lost, which it's kind of helped them a little bit. In the meantime, Porter Mosier's team would like to find some of that consistency right about now, wouldn't they? Yeah, they really would, and uh, it, you know, just it seems that every time you think maybe they're taking a step forward that uh, uh, things go the other way on them. And, and that was the case certainly uh, the other night at Baylor. I think the the biggest thing, though, was the loss of uh, Rivaldo Soares late in that game. He has been fantastic uh, for them uh, lately. I believe it's whatever his last uh, six games that averaged almost 13 points a game. had been, uh, you know, shooting uh, over 65%. Just really, really had uh, – come on strong for them here over these last few games. And it didn't look good at all for him with that ankle injury. Wouldn't put any, putting any weight on it afterwards. And uh, they're going to have to dig deep to, to find something to, to uh, be successful on Saturday against Kansas, because even though Kansas is going through some things themselves uh, right now, certainly coming off a, a surprise blowout loss, um, you know, they're still really dangerous. And, uh, uh, you know, you don't want to say this is a must-win game for the Sooners, but, you know, it's, uh, it can be a pretty critical one when yeah. you look at the NCAA tournament and uh, what it could mean. You know, we talk about the Big 12 being a grinder. We said that before. And we we mentioned yesterday, and I'll get your opinion on this. Again, we're talking to Ryan Aber. He's our OU insider for the Daily Oklahoma, and we'll find out what he's writing a little bit later on. When we had the newcomers coming in, we knew Houston was going to be good. We didn't think UCF would be great. We knew Cincinnati had a great past, but – and then BYU, bit of an unknown. 
all four of them. I mean, UCF has beaten Oklahoma and Kansas down there. Cincinnati's been really tough. BYU's really good. I think the four are better than we thought they'd be in college basketball. What's your opinion? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Like you said, you know, Houston, everybody expected them to be sort of along the lines of what they've been. And certainly no surprise there for anybody who's uh, been around Kelvin Sampson at all. Mm -hmm. But for, for, for BYU to uh, do what they've been able to do this year and be, you know, pretty consistently in the top 25 and, uh, you know, Cincinnati's been dangerous. Uh, we know what their their history is, but I think that they've been even better than uh, a lot of people thought and have a chance to, uh, you know, potentially sneak their way into the tournament if they can finish strong here. And then, uh, you know, Central Florida, like you mentioned, beating uh, Kansas, beating Texas on the road, uh, you know, really like the job that Johnny Dawkins has done down there. I don't think they're going to be a tournament team this year, but uh, certainly – have come on much stronger than I think a lot of people expected. 740 on the Blitz 1170 with Ryan Aber, our OU Insider. I'm Rick Corey here along with Bryce Hulse. Ryan, you talked about Saturday being a big opportunity with Kansas. We know that they have uh, been beatable on the road, and especially with you know not knowing whether Kevin McCullough will be back by then. I think he has a bone bruise from what Bill Self said, and that definitely affected them against Texas Tech. Do you look at that as uh, helping the big opportunity that OU has by not having Kevin McCullough as they did in the first time? Oh, yeah, I think certainly that's a, a an opportunity for them, but they've got to take advantage of it. And, uh, you know, like I mentioned on the other side, if, if Soros can't go, that that's going to be really tough. They're going to have to get guys like Otega Owe and, uh, you know, some of those other uh, guys that have been uh, good at times but haven't been able to find that consistency to really uh, uh, step forward because they're, they're really going to need it against the Kansas team that's uh, backed or against the wall themselves in a little bit different way. I think they really need Milo Suzanne to have a, a strong game on Saturday. Um, but, uh, you know, Kansas is still dangerous even without, uh, you know, any of the guys that they've, they've had recently. Yes, they lost by almost 30 to Texas Tech. But uh, the, that doesn't happen very often to, to Bill Self teams and they generally bounce back pretty well when it does happen so a uh, big game on Saturday uh, in Norman for sure you know you said Kansas is going through some things and they are and everybody has some ups and downs everybody has injuries or that kind of thing what do you see them going through what do you think the bigger keys or, or problems are I mean getting hammered the way they did at Tech not the Tech's not good but holy cow yeah it's, it's just it's a, a lot of things I think defensively they're not what they've been uh, for pretty much the entirety of the, the Bill Self era. They don't have that, uh, you know, lockdown guy who you just count on uh, day in and day out to control things down low. And then, you know, some of the the injuries that they've had have, uh, you know, really wrecked them and, and kept them from finding really any level of continuity uh, this season. And, uh, you know, I, I think certainly – uh, they've got a chance to, to turn it around here late, but it's uh, really unusual to see a team uh, coached by Bill Self to uh, go through the peaks and valleys like they've gone through here really over the last uh, month, month and a half.
Yep. Just a couple of our moments with Ryan Aber, our OU insider here on the Blitz 1170. Turn quickly here to softball. I saw and heard the comments from, you know, about Jordy Ball and what had happened. And nobody in Oklahoma wishes her poorly, obviously. And Patty Gasso had nice comments there about her. But Gasso's team went and did exactly what they were supposed to do to Puerto Vallarta. They went and just controlled things and took off. No surprises there, I'm assuming, early on. Yeah, uh, not not at all. Certainly on the negative side, everything was uh, positive for them. Really went down there and uh, took care of business, outscoring their opponents thirty-one to six. I think uh, you know you look at a couple things. One, that Washington game and the way that they were pushed uh, to the brink, like they haven't been very often uh, during this now fifty-seven game uh, winning streak. And uh, I think they learned some things about their team in in that game, and, and a couple of them. One. Uh, you know, Riley Ludlam comes up with a big pinch hit late, and I, I think the way that she handled that situation, Patty Gasso said that her eyes were really big when uh, Patty called on her to uh, pinch hit there for Riley Boone late, but she came through in, in the clutch, and uh, you know, really, uh, I think that's a big moment for her early in her Sooners uh, career, Sooners season. And then, uh, you know, to, to get the job out of Peyton Monticelli that they did uh, late in that game in the circle, I thought was big for them. You know, we know what to expect out of Kelly Maxwell and uh, Nicole May, but uh, for Peyton Monticelli to do that, I think uh, solidifies her spot in that group. And then, uh, you know, the other really encouraging thing was uh, freshman Cassidy Pickering, the way that she started first collegiate at bat, uh, drills a grand slam, but then just the rest of the weekend, just really consistent, five of 11, seven RBIs overall. And uh, I think there's, there's a lot of really good things uh, coming from her uh, down the line for sure. And Patty Gasso said the other day that, uh, you know, she's a, a future captain. She didn't say she might be a future captain. <laughs> she didn't say any, there was no couching of it, any of that. And she said she told Cassidy Pickering that. And Cassidy said, yeah, I know. And uh, I think that that uh, sort of uh, goes to show the confidence of uh, that freshman uh, this early in her career. That's why you recruit people like that. There's no question. What about we skip over to the guy's side? What about Skip Johnson's team? What do you expect? Yeah, I think that they've got a chance to be uh, really good. Should be uh, better offensively this year. You know, it's going to be really interesting to see how uh, Jackson Willits fits, fits in there. Uh, it sounds like he's going to be the starting shortstop for them. You know, Reggie Willett's son, and, uh, you know, obviously Reggie Willett's a, a, a great player in his own right. But uh, you know, really like what Jackson Willett's uh, brings to this offense. And the, the, on the defensive side, I think it's going to be interesting to see how, uh, how that pitching staff comes together. They've got a chance, you know, with Skip Johnson there, that they'll have some arms. But a lot of those guys are uh, transfers in. It's a really a new look pitching staff for them, and uh, a lot of unknowns there. So, uh, really, it, I'm looking forward to getting a look at, at what those guys look like and how that group comes together here early in the season. Well, we can't leave without asking a little bit about football. Hearing anything out of those offices, I know it's going to be a little bit closer to spring ball. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the the main thing. Obviously, the the couple of uh, NFL combine. Uh, invites that went out uh, earlier this week with the offensive linemen, Tyler Guyton and, and Walter Rouse and Andrew Rame, they getting that invite. No surprise there. I think that just goes to show what 
uh, Bill Biedenboe continues to to crank through with offensive linemen, even though I know some people uh, you know talk about them underachieving this year, and they did in some ways. But you know Tyler Guyton certainly physically is just so impressive. I know we talked about him a couple weeks ago when we were talking about Senior Bowl and and some of those other All Star games, but continues to impress and got a chance to be a first round guy. But I really love Walter Rouse and uh, you know just his personality, his story. Uh, you know, his, his grandfather, uh, won a national championship in basketball and part of a, you know, a really historic team, uh, there. And then, uh, to be able to get the chance to, to make the leap to the NFL, but he's got some really big things, uh, down the road for him. He's, uh, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what he's going to do, but wants to be a doctor and, and do some really cool, uh, things once his football career ends, but doesn't look like that's going to be very soon but when you talk about OU for 2024 the biggest thing is spring coming up obviously a dead time in recruiting so not much uh, news going on there but uh, spring football is right around the corner and they're they're going to start here in uh, early March. You know your point's well made because I mean I I, I love that there's an outcome a come I love there's a scoreboard there's a winner and a loser I love the stories the stories of the people who play this game so what are you writing for the Oklahoma in the next few days? Yeah, I think the, the, the biggest thing is uh, one of the things we just talked about, Cassidy Pickering, uh, her, her start and uh, what she's been able to do and the story behind that uh, on the softball side as they get ready to go down to, to Lake Charles, uh, Louisiana. And then uh, on, on the football side, taking a little bit uh, deeper look into NIL and really not just football, but uh, all of the sports, uh, pairing up with Scott Wright, our OSU rider, to uh, write about NIL and what the athletic directors at both schools think needs to change mm-hmm. in, in that program as uh, you know this this thing continues to evolve because we see with what's going on in Tennessee and Virginia that uh, you know there's still a big uh, range of the way that schools treat these things and uh, you know there needs to be some uh, some level of consistency across the board. Otherwise, it's going to get uh, even more messy than it is now. Yeah, and we, we even saw Florida yesterday making an outcry saying they can't raise any money. Uh, so, yeah, it is, it is everywhere a little bit weird. Ryan, always great. Thank you very much for your time. It's a fun time up there right now. you got a lot of fun stuff to cover. Gymnastics is going through the roof. I mean, it's, you, you've got some ways to take your attention up there right about now. I hope you have a good time this week, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds great. Look forward to it. Thank you for so much for having me on, as always. You betcha. That is Ryan Aber from the Daily Oklahoman, and uh, when it comes to weekly guests, doesn't get any better than that one right there.